welcome to Mildly Interested. I'm Joe Whitefield. In this series focusing on individual personalities and communications, Emma Whitefield and I discuss the nine personality types of the Enneagram for better self-awareness and improved communications with others. Enjoy the program and thank you for your interest. And welcome to the program. This is our wrap-up session. Wrap-up. I'm Joe Whitefield, joined by Emma Whitefield as we are finishing this series, concluding this series on personality and communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've been with us, you know we've been talking about the Enneagram Mm -hmm. uh, for several episodes now and trying to get into uh, what they are, really why they're important and things like that. Uh, We've talked a lot about those. Emma especially has done a great job of uh, introducing us to that and talking us through that. I really appreciate that. Uh, I want to reiterate a couple things. Mm -hmm. One, uh, this is something that has come about because from practice. Mm-hmm. This is not just an academic study. No. This is something that uh, you particularly arrived uh, at first and brought it in and mm-hmm. have found it very, very useful in your work. Definitely. Um, and the more I've talked about it, the more I find more and more people who work in higher education know about it. Um, it's kind of become a big trend and kind of the new tool in higher ed to work more efficiently with others. Um, you know, we used to do StrengthsFinder or Myers-Briggs. This is kind of the the tool that seems to go a little farther that's being picked up in a lot of higher ed programs. Right. We didn't even talk about how old it is, but it's, it's not necessarily new. It's been around for no. a long time in various forms, right? Absolutely. So we didn't touch on that. We didn't give an exhaustive history or anything like that. So there's actually quite a lot of meat uh, on the bone that's left for anybody who's interested, uh, more interested uh, to look this up, right? There's been a great rise in popularity in just studying it and applying it in the workplace. And, of course, you brought this to us because, again, you... Uh, came across it first, and then you brought it to, to me, and, and we've been talking about it. I've been working uh, with this for a while. I'm not nearly as involved with and un- as understanding about it, but I will tell you I found a lot of value at, at the level that I've been able to work with mm-hmm. it uh, just in terms of understanding. So that's what we were trying to sort of express uh, in this series, uh, not not super deep, but again, as much awareness uh, at, at, to the Enneagram itself, but also just the value of understanding other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the value that brings to relationships. So one of our goals was really about improved communication. Mm-hmm. And the Enneagram certainly can, can help uh, with that. We're talking about enhancing relationships by improved communication that comes from the self-awareness of who you are in terms of your personality type and in the social with others. Uh, do you remember what we uh, cited as sort of the watch out for when it comes to the social part of it? Yes, not just going around and sticking a label on everybody you encounter. Exactly. Um, If you've listened to some of the previous episodes, you know that so much of identifying your Enneagram type is about your motivations and what motivates people to do something. Um, And so that is really unique and really personal. And so going around and putting an Enneagram type or a label on people when you don't know them, um, it can be pretty rude honestly rude and off-putting yeah and and really really counterproductive again that's why i want to kind of reiterate the fact the goal is for improved self-awareness improved communications and enhanced relationships Mm -hmm. so that's what we've tried to get across and and if we've not stated that that well then uh uh, roll that back into the thinking uh, as we as we move forward uh we talked about the fact that you have personality type but all personality types have a range of healthy unhealthy and then average kind of Mm -hmm. in the middle right so there there are very good traits about each one and and a healthy range was what you know average is Mm -hmm. just basically kind of your normal mode right and it's kind of a good way to check in with yourself too once i 
read all about my type the eight and kind of read what my traits look like when they're manifesting in a healthy way or an unhealthy way um it's a good way to say oh i'm actually i feel like i'm coming across quite hostile um right. maybe i'm not doing so well or when i know i'm not doing well i say oh i need to make sure that i am only going to say these two things in the meeting i'm not going to get swept up in x y or z uh and start emoting my thoughts and feelings on the project all over the place. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so again, that, that, that's the thing is that the personality types themselves are not, uh, they're not ranked. There's not no, some better than the other. Definitely it, 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 not. It's more about the difference than it is about some, again, some sort of ranking, uh, if you will. But each one has its great value and, and need, and you can see that as you know people like this. But also, you want to be aware and not dive down to the unhealthy and be again be be aware of that and how that not only affects you but affects other people and really being aware of how you come across I think that's one of the best ways to tie the Enneagram back into communication is knowing how you come across even if I don't know the type of anybody else in the room I know how I can come across and so being able to mold that and monitor that is really important so just to summarize the the nine types we mm-hmm. had uh, type one was the perfectionist Rational, idealistic type. Type 2 is the helper, the caring, interpersonal type. Type 3 is the performer. We also talk about the achiever. Mm-hmm. The success-oriented, pragmatic type. Type 4 was the individualist. Uh, other places refer to as the romantic. This is the sensitive, creative type. Mm-hmm. Uh, the investigator is type 5. Uh, the intense, analytical type. That's you. Uh, type 6 is the loyalist Committed, security-oriented type. Type 7 is the enthusiast, the uh, busy and fun-loving type. Mm-hmm. Uh, type 8, Woo-woo. the challenger, decisive and commanding type. And type 9 is the peacemaker, which is known as the easygoing, accommodating type. So, again, that's what we spent uh, the different episodes on, was kind of exploring each you know, each type in more detail. So you can certainly go back and listen to that. Um there are a couple of other things related to Enneagram and these types that we did not touch on as we sort of just focused on the, the types themselves. Right. This is kind of the most basic type of introduction possible. I'd say there's a lot left out there to explore if you're more than mildly interested. Exactly. I think that's a great way to put it. But just to get a little taste of mm-hmm. what else is out there, mm-hmm. one of the uh, aspects of this, and, and of course we don't have any visuals here, but it's not that difficult to go actually look at the visual uh, of the Enneagram itself, uh, but you see basically the one through nine in the clock formation mm-hmm. and their group. But the, tell us about what the triad is. Yes. So the Enneagram with the nine types are grouped into three groups of three. Okay. And so they are known as the gut triad or the anger triad, and that is eight, nine, and one. Okay. And then there's the feeling and the heart triad, and that is two, three, and four. And then there's the fear or the head triad, and so that's five, six, and seven. So that's kind of where you see a lot of motivations. Um, You know, as we talked about with the helper and the achiever and the individualist, those are people doing the feelings and their their motivations are coming from their metaphorical heart. Um, Whereas you yourself are a five, you're definitely more in the head analytical type. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and as we said in the eight episode, or in the one that covered seven, eight, nine episode, as an eight, I'm definitely a doer, decisive gut feeling kind of person. And that's the gut 
Mm-hmm. That's in the gut triad. The gut triad. Mm-hmm. So again, another way that they kind of relate to each other. That, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we'll look in relationships about person to person, but in terms of sort of organizing um, the information in mm-hmm. ways, there are some probably some key aspects of the fact that they're related in, in what, what they've called the triad. Absolutely. And that's something we weren't really able to talk about a lot is how the Enneagram as a system really does show how the types interact, overlap, and connect with one another. Right. Um, we just did a very bare-bones basic introduction to the nine types. Um, for example, another way they interact is through something called wings. And so um, most people are a type, and then you have a wing that is on either side of your number. Right. So if I'm a type 8, I can have a wing 7 or a wing 9. Um, and I'm an 8 wing 7. And so if you maybe heard, oh, that sounds mostly like me, but so did this other one that was right before or right after, that might be your type and then a wing showing up a little bit. So okay. you kind of borrow some traits from one of your wings. I think that's an important thing. Again, that's you know this is not so specific that, that you're... Uh, now, in some cases, it would be. I mean, in some cases, people feel like they really identify strongly mm-hmm. with, with a type. But then there's the sort of the borrow and the other thing. So I think that's the other thing. Uh, I'm glad you're bringing this up, the wings. It just shows that yeah, there is a little bit of an amalgam here, a little bit of, uh, of, of additional uh, connection mm-hmm. with, with some of the other uh, personality types. Mm-hmm. So when you think about yourself and individually, you might describe, mm-hmm. I am a five with a wing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got to be on the either side of you. So mm-hmm. it would be a wing four or a wing six right Uh, not necessarily in the triad right not necessarily in the triad right so that's a really kind of unique way to look at it and find maybe a better fit for yourself if you think oh i'm not completely a one that's probably right you're probably a one wing two or a one wing nine Um, two of my colleagues are both ones one has a two wing and one has a nine wing and they look very different right so one of the things that uh, that I've learned as we've talked about this, uh, not just in this recording, but as you and I have talked about this in the days and months uh, leading up to this, is that understanding yourself, as you think about, again, about these wings and these things like that, you get a, a deeper look at yourself. And I like the fact that when, how, not only about yourself, but how these relate to one another, because if the idea is to be better in relationship, have better communications and things like that, so much of the material talks about those interactions between a two and a five and a this and a that, right, and the different personality types. And so there's actually a lot written. And so a lot of those sort of, they're not that they may be case studies, but a lot of them are just um, examples. Mm-hmm. I found those really interesting because, again, I can, while I may have a hard time just saying, well, I know this person or I feel this person may be mm-hmm. like this and I know I'm this, beyond just trying to get a number assigned, I think about the interactions more. Oh, I have had this yes. type of interaction before. Mm-hmm. And it starts to look more like it fits in these uh, in these interactions of these types definitely right so there's an interactive nature so there's a whole lot written on that i just want to kind of throw that out there that uh there's there's a lot written about the interactions which is really kind of what we're talking about for better communications and uh, definitely good place to dive into maybe and even though you're kindly referring to me as the expert i am not certified or licensed to teach the enneagram i mean those are real courses you can have now i have a friend who um works at a university in nashville and she is a certified enneagram instructor to talk about it so it's a real kind of area of interest that's being taken, you know, into the workplace in a really positive and academic way. Wow. Well, uh, I think that's a great place to kind of conclude our uh, sessions here in our series. Again, our, our goals were to try to help with the idea of communication, better relationships uh, in the workplace, in homes, and families, 
uh, really anywhere. I think you can see sort of the, the, the global applications here. So a uh, very introductory. And I just want to say thank you, uh, Emma, for uh, yeah. your willingness to do this uh, as we talk about generations. And we, yeah. we, try to, we try to cover a lot of ground here. Uh, but I think this was a, a really good topic uh, to help help us deal with uh, a lot of the demographical and, and different mm-hmm. things like this. So I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate that. Yeah. I know our listeners have, have enjoyed this. So we'll call that a wrap on this series. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hope you catch us in the next one.